Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the High and Holy broadcast of Saints Radio. Um, we are in a very busy place today. We have a, a very, a very quality workman who is uh, connecting some Wi-Fi to the upstairs so that uh, when seminar comes, the presbytery will be able to have no problem connecting on Zoom or whatever. And so he's been in and out of the booth up here, but um, he's a good guy. He's worked with us before, and so we're really happy to have him here. But we, uh, we're happy to have you here, too, and hope that everything is going well wherever it is you may be joining us today. Um, it's good to have Monica across the high and holy table. Why am I saying high and holy? That's, a, that's an ecclesiastical phrase. Um, but it's good to, good to have her here. And in fact, I'm very, she's, she's uh, adjusting the lights. They don't adjust. Um, turn that one on. Now push the turn. Turn that one back on. No, the other one. The other one. Now pull that thing. Pull that thing down. Well, you can adjust it to whatever. They're two independent things. So push that up just a little. There we go. Oh boy, we're we're ready now. We got the lighting set. What else could we be asking for? Yeah, knowing you, I'm surprised we don't have a few candles up here burning. And <laughs> I have 1,150 candles in my garage if you want me to bring some. You could bring an array of different shapes and sizes for each broadcast. We could be led of the Spirit and have a different candle. Ambiance. Yes. Maybe I'll do that for the seminar. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll bring several hundred candles and I'll place them in the sanctuary and we'll have a candlelight prayer time or something. Wouldn't that be great? Communion. We can have candlelight communion. <coughs> hey, that's an idea. <laughs> candlelight communion. <laughs> Spirit of man is the, can yeah, there the we go. candle of the Lord. Yeah. We could do an activation. So you think about that. At first that I talked about yesterday about uh, the Spirit within us and how it is pursuing grace. So if as the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, then that candle is pursuing grace. Otherwise, it's just giving ambiance. And um, it's also fire. Right. So it's initiating something new. Right, right. And also purifying and doing all the magnificent things that fire does. Plus, he is a consuming fire, so... Yeah, I do sense somewhat of an activation coming on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. That's that's terrific. Um, well, then, then maybe, I, maybe I could 
I could sell some of these candles and we could finance the the Saints Network for the next twenty next twelve months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could we could say, you know, we've just had this incredible encounter with God and the candles have been here burning in his presence. Maybe you would like to acquire one of these candles that you could take the same anointing and um you know that 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 would we could we could call that Elisha's list instead of Elijah's list. Or we could do like a a wise virgin's activation, where we trim the wicks and we yeah made sure that our wicks are trimmed and that we are ready for the coming of the Lord, which we are expectant for. Always. Yeah, so many different things we could do. And we are we are really <laughs> merchandising now. God knows what could be coming next. Or maybe we'll just be philanthropic and we'll just give the candles away. <laughs> I'm sure Les would have something to say about that. No, he's he's very philanthropic. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you something funny. Well, I guess it's funny. We had this conversation yesterday because I went out and got the mail from Saturday. And the thing, that the, here's the thing with Les, and, and I'm just going to tell on him a little bit, but this is a good thing about him. He, he has... Uh, he he feels a call on the Lord to give, and at some point, it, the Lord put it upon his heart to give to whoever asks of him. So I'm giving you guys this heads up. Uh -oh. So, uh -oh. <laughs> well, so I don't know if you notice this or if you experience this at your house or even at the church, but we get mailers every day from the South Asian Army, from every charity, from. SPCA, that's because I give to the, the dogs and the animals. All the different charities, we get mailings, and I'm sure you guys get the same thing. But I think there's some kind of a system that when you give, you get upped on the mailing list, and so they more frequently send yeah. you mailings. So literally almost every day, I go to the mailbox, and I have a, a letter request for funds for the Salvation Army or for, you know, feeding the hungry or, or for the dogs or whatever. Well, I I want to honor his commitment to the Lord, so I'm super convicted if I throw them away. So I leave them on his desk, and then I realize that every single one he gets, he's going to write a check to, even if it's 10 bucks, even if it's $25 or whatever. So I said to him, I said, you do realize that these people, like, have you on their hot list, and so they're going to send you a mailer every day. So, do you feel inclined to give every time you get a letter that's asking, you know, asking for, for funds? And so, we had this really productive conversation about what the Lord would have, you know, whether you just give, you do it more productively and say, okay, I'm going to give this much at the beginning of the year, and then, so then that way you're not, you're not on, they're on to you, and I, I'm not saying that in a, no, I, you know I understand what you're saying. But unfortunately, I think the world uses the system, and I think they, and I think we were kind of caught up in that loop. <laughs> and I'm probably sharing more than I need to. But no, this is anyway. It's um, it's an interesting dynamic, and uh, I think God, we want to be obedient. We all want to be obedient to the things that the Lord asks us to do. We're in this world, yes. We're not of it, but we are in it, and the Lord has blessed us, 
all of us with his favor and his provision. We say that as a church body. We say that individually. And um, so we want to be obedient, but we also want to be good stewards of the blessings that he gives us. And you have to be wise, right? So anyway, that's that's the story. <laughs> wow. I don't know how we got there. Oh, candles. Candles. Yes. Well, speaking of giving uh, and finance, um, our brother Felipe down in Sao Paulo is supposed to be having a, a follow-up negotiation with uh, the manager of the theater that we were wanting to get for the what should be the June gathering. And he was having a follow-up meeting with them today. Oh. So I was writing Felipe this morning saying, hey, brother, I'm praying for you. God will give you favor. He said, thank you. I'll let you know. I don't know what time this meeting was, but it's like it's 20 to 3 down there now. So I'm assuming that it should be happening if it's not already happened. So we speak favor. Yes. We speak um, the goodness of the Lord into that meeting because if this place doesn't work out, then we'll be undoubtedly going back to the San Francisco theater where we were last year, which would be fine, but it had its drawbacks, as you well know. Yeah, we were, we were still able to accomplish what we needed to accomplish. Yeah. I do wish they had a smaller pulpit. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that pulpit. It was, wasn't seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So, um, but anyway, that decision is supposed to be being made, hopefully today, and then I'll know what I'm supposed to take down there at the end of this week so that we can... See, we're, we're blessed here in the U.S. Um, because for many reasons, but... Um, if you ever try to send funds outside of this country to most nations in the world, you're, you're going to have challenges because of the problems that are in those nations. And so we have uh, we've encountered issues sending anything to Brazil. And um, so we've had to become innovative with ways to fulfill the things we committed to do to enable and empower the work we've got to get done. So please just be in, in agreement today for uh, the favor of the Lord. Uh, we want where God wants us to be, but this decision needs to be made so that again, tomorrow or the next day, I can acquire funds to take down there at the end of the week. Fun times. Fun times. Fun times, that's right. <laughs> Maybe I ought to take a suitcase full of candles down there and I oh, could... Oh, there you go. I could just... Uh, Be kind of heavy. Well, you know they you know not, us. They might not let you through customs. They might think you're some kind of a candle. <laughs> candle man. Well, Americans sent me uh, information that uh, I need now need a visa. They said it was to be in April, but today they said you got to have a visa which i already have 
So don't be peppering Monica as to how to get a visa. We don't even know the dates yet, but it's supposed to be okay with an e-visa, which I think you did once before, didn't you? Didn't you get an e-visa once? I think so. I think so. I, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a link, actually, that, that Yawali provided, mm. government link that... Was that for the e-visa or for the application for the visa? I, th I think it was for the e-visa. The yeah. e-visa, okay. But anyway, the, the point, though, is is that uh, we haven't even settled on dates yet. We, well, we have, but it's not been, you know, we can tell you this, and then if we can't get the theater on those days, then it's going to change, and you'll be confused. So, So applying for a visa for Brazil, it's not going to be for 10 years like my India one is? You can get a you can get one that's in your passport, which I have from the first time I went down there. Or you can get an e-visa, which, again, we're going to have to get one of those when we go into Europe in May. Because so for the people that are listening that are planning to go, they can do either an official visa that, that they have to send their passport in for, or they can get an e-visa. But the e-visa is for a limited time, so you want to do it right. closer to the... And uh, we're not doing anything yet, right so don't right. don't get your your cart hitched up to your mule. We don't have dates or anything yet, right. it's so. Um, but it's this new government down there that are really in a spitting match with our beloved president in the administration here. Um, it's interesting because it says on April tenth, twenty twenty four, the government of Brazil will reinstate a visa requirement for all U.S. nationals visiting Brazil with an option of an e-visa for qualified applicants. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was weird, but I was just revisiting my uh, reservation for Thursday night just to, just so that I was remembering exactly what, <laughs> what time I have to leave. And there was Americans saying, you need this now, even though that's saying April. But again, you're not going this week, so don't don't get riled up. We'll let you know when we know, and if you're planning to go, you can start your process then. But there's no sense doing anything right now since we don't know dates. Well, yeah, last year when we had this big extravaganza, it was all about the COVID vaccination. Oh, gosh, yeah. And people were going to, to get their paperwork and whatnot up until a couple of days before and then it was like the day of or the day before we actually traveled when they issued that said oh you don't need it anymore yeah i know isn't that crazy and even driving to the airport i remember i had a little bit of anxiety thinking you never know when you get to the airport if they're going to say oh never yeah. mind yeah we need it yeah and then you're 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 kind of stuck but we all god provided he opened the door we went through and Everything was okay. Nobody got COVID. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah. Well, this is a this is a great year. You know, we're looking forward to March, um, our seminar here, and um, with the plethora of uh, scriptural insights and pathways that the Lord is giving. Goodness gracious, it's it's a wonderful thing. But, uh, you know, I thought, okay, this will be 
particularly what I need to be speaking on. And now there are other things that the Lord is giving. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we hope so many of you can come. It should be a wonderful time in the Lord. And that's just less than two months away, Monica. Imagine such a thing. Less than two months away. Well, wow. I already feel. I mean, to me, I'm 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 already in pre-seminar mode. Spiritually, I can feel it. I've already stepped. I've already stepped in, and it's really more just welcoming the the Lord in the way that He has us to do, and preparing the way. I guess I should say. And it's such an interesting moment. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like there's... And I spoke about this last Tuesday. I feel like there's... There's... A depth. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. And the Lord that He is opening to us. And... Yet, and this is just the way he is. I mean, he loves he loves our pursuit of him, and I'm in that place of pursuit. And it's not that he's running from me; it's that he's yet to reveal himself in the way that I know he's going to. And I'm not just speaking of me; I'm speaking of us as a body. And and so when you're in that moment, you could call it the wilderness. You can name it whatever you want to name it. I feel the presence of the Lord. The Lord is here. There's no, it's not like I'm floundering. It's, it's almost like an expectation kind of thing in my heart. But my heart has not broken through. Does that make sense? It's mm-hmm. like my heart, I'm trying to engage my heart in it. And, and I can't get there. But my mind, my perspective, is, is, it's like pursuing grace. And, and I see the horizon but my heart is waiting on him. And and so it's just such a it, we've all been here, you know, more than once in our in our journey and it's I know, you know, the moment that he like opens and and it's going to be like a gush, it's going to be like a a river that's flowing so powerfully. But it's it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> Because I can't get my heart to to connect there yet, because it's not time. So we'll see. Yeah, I know. There's there's something different happening in the spirit realm right now. I mean, I I feel that gnawing in my spirit, and it, it's an it's uncomfortable, and uh, I I feel it on and off throughout the day it's like a hunger but it's 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 like a a yearning and like i'll wake up in the middle of the night just praying i I wake up praying in the spirit and i feel that anguish it's not bad it's it's not expectancy well it is but it's it's uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable and so then i pray I, and this isn't about us. No, 
this is this is to help you. We're representing the body. But like this morning at three forty, I woke up and I was praying. I was in the throes of of this. It wasn't warfare either. It was almost like running with the Lord, and and processing grace. And I laid there till five o'clock praying, thinking it was going to lift and I'd be able to go back to sleep. But finally got up, went in the front room and prayed there some more. And then to, even today, I felt it four or five times. It's like birth pangs, you know, but it's it's the process of of his grace. And then like what I spoke about yesterday and I asked Luke and Sylvie what it said in the French Bible. <laughs> and it began by saying, uh, if I remember correctly, do you think the scripture says in vain? But then it goes off on some kind of thing about jealousy. And, and um, you know, so it was an interesting take on what our says about the spirit lusteth the envy. But the point is, is that those are proactive and positive terms but they really are difficult to to translate, but it's really what we should be doing. And I, I'm grateful for this because all my life I've had, when I was a kid, I remember feeling this awful, just awful feeling. And you get that feeling way down low. <laughs> and, and I think, what is that? And then so often when I would get ready to leave here, on, on a trip or something, I would feel that and I think, what is that? And and so I'm grateful for this place we're in because and with the scriptures God is showing because it's explaining the mechanism that all of us have. And now we're gonna we're for one of a better term, we're gonna manifest in different ways. So no, I mean you and I are basically describing something very similar but I describe it completely different than yeah you. yeah it's kind of like describing what's chocolate tastes like everybody's gonna say something different but it's the same chocolate yeah. and um, Sorry, <laughs> well you know yeah. Yeah, it's... so but for whatever reason I think we we're partnering with God to welcome a new horizon and to go together there so what do you do when you feel it well you know that's the blessing because we know that when we pray in an unknown tongue our spirit prays so it gives the opportunity if you'll pray in the spirit for whatever's going on there to express the mystery of the Lord and to pray we do not how to pray as we ought, but the spirit within, searching the inward parts of the belly. We, we give a vehicle to that, but that does not in itself eliminate what that feeling is or what's going on. You may just be expressing it properly, but everything in God is relationship and timing, and, and you can't describe that gestational period of whatever, whatever grace is trying to form. Um, and to me, it's so relational. It's it's 
everything that he has done in and through us has been obviously relational and authority but like you said yesterday the authority comes by virtue of the relationship it's also scripture and um, to me you know when I say a depth it is it is the depth of him revealing himself to me in a new fresh way or his word or him so that I will know him it's, it's all about knowing him mm-hmm. and that's everything and and so my mind gets in you know my mind gets involved and engaged and then I if I'm not careful I start like striving to try to find it in scripture you know and when we're supposed to probe the, the word but it's not by might it's not by power it's by his spirit and he he reveals in his timing and he the revelation of who he is comes at his discretion and at his his desire and so i just know that my heart is so pursuant and i want my mind to submit to my spirit and be productive to be to truly be namatakos you know spiritually productive i don't want any of me in it i don't <laughs> i want just the pure me because i think um, there's a lot of words out there you know i was i was i was i was thinking about and we talked a little bit about this this week, you know, in the or last week, in the book of Revelation, how I think Jesus says to almost every church, maybe every church, I know your works, but, and then there's the the but, and our works have to be based on what we've been talking about. Yeah. Period. Or they're just works. And, and then we run the risk of, yeah, I, I never knew you, but I did this, this, and this, and this, but I never knew you. It's the knowing, and I, I mean, this is Namadakos 101, <coughs> but it's, it's such a deep level, so. Yeah. How, and, and too, there's another thing. It's like this morning I was sitting with the Lord, and. I was praying about this very thing, and I was just sitting with him in it, and everything in me wants to be able to expect him in a fresh new way. You know, I don't want my, you know, our past visitations, personal past visitations, manifestations, you know, whatever you want to call it, when the Lord breaks open and you step into a new corridor in his heart and it's just life-changing for you spiritually I want to be able to to expect him in just a way that he's never exposed you know (laughs) just I don't know there's a lot but I know I know and I say this at the beginning of every seminar season that this gathering is going to be just really an extraordinary time in his presence and um, don't miss it because 
And, and I say that whether you can actually be here or you're actually streaming with us and experiencing it from where you are. Because I know the Lord meets with all of his saints as they're faithful. And that's another thing. It's like in these moments, I know one thing is obedience to the faith. And if I don't, if I don't feel like I'm particularly hearing or seeing, I know I, am f I, I have to be obedient. Right? And so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting. You know, I was, I've been looking at the, uh, the various parables about the feast in the New Testament. Um, you know, like the various things that Jesus speaks about, the feast that the king prepares or you know, the feast that the um, uh, the virgins are coming to, you know, the, 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 even the marriage supper of the Lamb. And, you know, uh, the qualifications to, to be involved in those are, are really, are really all very similar. And, and I think we are, I, I don't want to go too far with what I'm thinking because if I said it, some, some of you would recoil. But I will, I will say this much. I think that they're all the same. I, I think that they're all talking about the same thing. Otherwise, you've got God with more holidays than France has. You've got this feast. You've got that feast. You've got this feast. You've got that feast. You've got this feast. So it's just different dynamics. Different dynamics of the same, of the same thing, which then prepares, is preparing the bride to go with the Lord uh, on those horses that Lyndall Cooley sang about to engage but I I just see the the framework of uh, you know and what really what is the oil uh, that the virgins have you know is it is it relationship with him is it you being um, is it you being absolutely pressed um, to where you are you are exhibiting in your relationship with him what you you need to do like the the olive like you know i think it probably is um but but you've got moros that's involved there you've got laying down all the cares of this life to be involved there You've got the highways and the byways. You've got the blind, the lame, the halt. You've got the fine linen of the saints. You've got the guy who comes in who doesn't have that wedding garment. See, that's always kind of, I mean, that, that, that part of that particular parable, used to just, I used to just shudder about that because you, you envision the lame and the blind and, and all those people they bring in from the highways and the byways, and you kind of envision them as being dirty. You know, because they're not dirty, but you know what I mean. Not necessarily 
clothed in wedding garments. Yeah. But I guess, I guess traditionally, when they would come, they would be given a garment to put on to the wedding. And to me, I guess he wasn't prepared. He he wasn't prepared. So I mean, he's gnashing. You know, he's thrown into the pit of hell yeah. and with gnashing of teeth and. It's pretty violent. <laughs> well, he's in outer darkness. So, again, I mean, I, I just think that we, we are partnering with the Lord right now. You know, we're servants that are going out, telling people how to see, telling people how to walk, telling people how to eliminate things that hinder their walk. And um, we're bringing them to this framework. But uh, it, it really is a daunting responsibility. Because, you know, like the virgins, they were all resting. They were all asleep. So there, that indicates that there was a time of, of waiting on the Lord. And dare I say, rest. But you know you can be you can be resting in a prepared way, or resting in a presumptuous way, or in a lazy way. Yeah, you know it's like it's like uh, here's here's just a bad you know what I'm gonna say a bad illustration. <laughs> you know you if you know you've got to get up early and go to do something. I, I try, if I know ahead of time, to have it all laid out and to have it all ready. And then I go to sleep, and hopefully I can sleep. But I've known people that wait until they actually get up to scramble to get things ready. Now, if, you, if you're surprised and you got to do that, that's one thing. But if that's your modus operandi, boy, that just frazzles me, as you well know, you know. Um, and I, I think these virgins the the wise ones they they were ready for whenever the lord came they had they had already done what they had to have done and i think that the, the others were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and they they get up and they're scrambling give me some oil hey hey hey, hey napoleon give me some of your tots no um that was such a stupid movie. Oh, it was, but it made millions of dollars. <laughs> I do not know what movie this is. Um, anyway. Well. Well, to me, the wise virgins and the oil, their laps were full because they had invested themselves in relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Duh. And therein produces the oil. And the, 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 it to me, it's, it's, you think of an olive and the pressing, it's, you know, think about Christ. It is completely and fully surrendering to the will of the Father for your life and allowing whatever that pressing, whatever pressing is necessary to <coughs> Excuse me. prepare you to, to be that. Mm -hmm. But it is all through relationship. That's... Yeah. My interpretation of it. The foolish versions 
they were probably about the cares of this world. And, you know, I mean, goodness. We all have things in this world that distract us. And, and you know, we blame it on the enemy most often. But it's, it's, it is to me, it is perhaps the most challenging part of just towing the line with the Lord as far as um, that's concerned because uh, you have to seek first the kingdom of God <laughs> and his righteousness yeah and and we you know it's I don't know yeah we're not saying anything that we all don't already know it's just well there are things we know and then there are things that we we are facing real time and when we apply them then we learn more about what we have known than we knew and to me experience in god that to do is what reveals stuff if if i don't if I don't have uh, some objective, we've been at this long enough to know that um, God gives you gives you meat. He throws the light on the pathway immediately ahead. If we believe the scripture, that's what it says. The word is a light in my feet, a lamp to my path. A lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And the word will shine upon where you're willing to go with the Lord and how he's preparing you for the steps ahead. And then you process that and you gain experience with the things you're walking in him. And um, that's the key to the revelation that God has been giving us for these years. Um, if we're just playing the game and we're not going anywhere, we're not getting any revelation. We can say we are, but basically we're just spinning old stories to entertain people. It's true. Oh, yeah. I remember a certain season in my life several years ago when um, there was change. And it was actually when both my kids left the nest and moved to go out of state into California, like within three months of each other. And for me, as, as, you know, a mom, I was dedicated to the works of the Lord. I was doing the things here as the Lord had called me. But um, my kids had grown, and um, I had spent, I had invested a lot of time just in raising them and cultivating, you know, a home for them in the spirit and here. And that was, that was a priority in my life. And then they chose to go out of state. And I remember when um, they were both leaving, like within three months, and it was time for Noah to leave. And as my youngest, it, I mean, it was there was a measure of like mourning because mm -hmm. it wasn't just that my my kid was moving away. Um, it was it was a mourning, a season, a long season in my life. And it was a season where all of this began. You know, I was in that season when the Lord just totally transformed me. But just to look back and see the things that he did through those years as I was raising my kids, it's just, it's just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. And But anyway, 
So he was preparing to leave, and I was. I was in a place of, of, I was functional. I was doing all the things, but my heart was grieving. And because um, I think I knew with him, he could leave and, and possibly not come home because he was my adventure kid that he could have lived in the mountains somewhere. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> I never knew with Noah. Um, anyway, long story short, I was sitting with the Lord one day, and I wasn't, I don't want to say I was having a pity party, but I was going there. And I was just with the Lord, and I think I was, my heart was weeping a little bit because I was letting go, and I was releasing, and that's so necessary and in different phases of our life. And so I was in this process with the Lord, and I, I remember the moment when I, I surrendered and I let go. And I released. And almost immediately, the Lord spoke to me out of Isaiah 6. And he reminded me of Isaiah when King Uzziah died. And the scripture says, in the year King Uzziah died, and then it says, I saw the Lord. And right then, the Lord said, had you not been willing to let go and release and be be willing to step into a new season in your life it was like he was showing me that he was going to reveal himself in a way that I wouldn't know had I not experienced what I was experiencing and it was such a promise to me that he was going to reveal himself in a way that trumps everything you know what I mean I mean that literally trumps everything in my life and that revelation was just hugely effective for me. Hmm. And then, as I got into the scripture and really started just meditating on the scripture, I mean, we know what happens. It's like, you know, the tongs and the coal and the, his tongue was purified. And then he says, Lord, here am I, send me. And then the Lord literally releases him into his prophetic walk. Um, he was already walking in it, but it was it was the fullness of what he had for him as a prophet. And yet, you know, it comes at a time when you feel like your heart is like breaking or your, your emotions are very, uh, you know, alive. But that's just part of this walk. And, and he's in every part of it. If we will just let go mm-hmm. and release and be willing and surrender and say to him, Lord, I'll do whatever you ask of me. And, yeah, no matter what it looks like. And no matter who goes with me. <laughs> so, anyway. So, all that to say that what you were just saying about doing, it, it's, it's, it's a constant state of being before the Lord and, and with a willing heart that says, send me. I'll go. And, and just, you know, the whole continual purifying. Um, I don't know. So. Well. I don't know where you go with that, but all that to say that wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing, know that the Lord is in it. And if you don't sense him in it, then welcome him in, and he will reveal himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Well, this coming Saturday is first Saturday. 
and uh, I suppose it's time to generate the prayer directive for this month of the evangelist uh, but for now just don't forget that you have a standing appointment well you don't have to stand but you have an appointment with uh, with the Lord this coming Saturday whenever it is that you might uh, deem uh, he's asking you to pray and um, you know it's uh, it's kind of weird because you know we've talked over the years about February being a month of the evangelist leading us toward the 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 fifth that we're honoring during the time of the seminar in March, which is the pastoral time. Um, but maybe this month we we remember those two factors that we have felt led to associate with the evangelist uh, mindset: the grace remedy. So we've been talking about grace within and uh, the the function the dunamis the the working of miracles the the dunamis um i think we we need to be believing this month particularly that the formation of what god is trying to do in grace in this period with us you know again we've been doing this for many years in intercession and different things that we felt but the the best i can describe of the difference in me from what i have felt in the past in these areas is is like at this point it's like it's relentless and it's like i'm not responding to a demand it's like I'm in the demand with the Lord and I am pacing as a joint heir to, to keep going in that yearning of grace within. So it feels different. It's the same thing, basically. It's the same area. It's obviously the same um, objective, but it's the participation rate that's that's different and um i feel like i'm i'm pressing forward alongside him in and you say well pastor isn't it always with him yeah you know what i mean though when you pray when you're before the throne are are you praying in conjunction with him are you praying as, as an offering to him well, yeah, but this is like, just keep the analogy. This is like being up on the throne, doing it with him, which is weird. And it, it's, it's like it's so consuming. So whatever it is that we're doing in grace right now for the kingdom, whatever it is we're believing God for, for his work to be done, um just know that the evangelist supposedly if if our processing of the scripture is correct and we line up the fivefold offices the different places that they're mentioned um the evangelist is really 
facilitating grace that then the uh, the apostolic message is going to break through in. So, and the function of that is being believed for. Anyway, that's that's not a very that's a very awkward way of trying to explain it. But just be be faithful to to pray um, this Saturday. It's very very important, and uh, we thank you in advance for your willingness to serve in in that way. Um, hallelujah. So what else? We've talked about a lot of deep things. We haven't really chitted and chatted yet, but not saying we have to right now. <laughs> Next week, you're going to be here flying solo. And I appreciate that. Um, you may uh, you may bring somebody in. I, I don't know what you'll do. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring the Lord in. <laughs> Yeah, that would be wonderful. Or a few angels. Um, I do thank you all for praying for me as I am doing this quick journey to Brazil. A lot of different pieces of, of obligation that the Lord has put before me on behalf of the network that I have to do. But um, thank you for for praying because again this is our this is the mission of the saints and um, I truly appreciate your your prayers in that regard um, so I don't I don't know what time I, I mentioned yesterday that I'm going to be meeting with Felipe and his church on Saturday morning, I would imagine that it'd be around 10 o'clock their time, which would be noon Florida time and 1 o'clock here. So if you are thinking any time in the morning to just ask God to pour out His Spirit upon those folks in, uh, in First Saturday, that would really be a wonderful thing to agree for. Because we need these folks to to really be addicted to the work of the saints, which you know the Apostle Paul talked about that. You know, these, these these folks have become addicted to the saints. And that's happening, but I think we all would agree that first Saturday prayer is a really wonderful thing that the Father set up and he's only blessed that continually and to have those folks participating would be a great, great thing. So, are you gonna cross? Are you gonna ask them for insights? How are you gonna manage that? Well, I, I think I probably will. I'll, I'll okay. probably say at the end, um, did anybody sense anything? I'll go through the same routine of now we don't want to know what you've been hearing 
taught. We don't want to know what you saw 15 years ago in this, you know, the, the drill that you've spoken a hundred times. What, if anything, did God impress upon you during this prayer time? And then I'll have to find some way to, to process it. I know we did something similar to that at their church on that hot day when we were down there, but that wasn't for Saturday. <laughs> I was thinking that I wasn't gonna. I mean, I'm just gonna speak blessing over it. But some of those, I mean, I, I think first and foremost, getting those people to believe in and commit to Prospineo is is your first feat. Yeah. Because there was a lot of resistance. There's a lot of acceptance to it, but there's also a battle, um, even with. So, yeah, but we'll be praying. <laughs> and for the life of me, I, that's one of the things that has baffled me since we were there. Is it's in scripture. Um, you can look at the definition of what the word means. I mean, and and yet I don't really understand the resistance. Some, yeah, but it's just it's just the enemy, and I know that that I know that I know and we've talked about this before that whenever you're ministering in a setting like that or you know you go into their church and you're their guest you're the apostle you go in but you still submit to the leadership to the pastor there of the church which there are several um, but one of the, the blessings about that church is that those pastors are fully committed to it. Right. And because if the pastor's not committed to it, it's not going to go very far. I mean, you might have a little prayer sect over in the, co in the you know, one of the Sunday school rooms where people pray, but um, it's not going to become a universal point of prayer ministry if the leadership is not <laughs> demonstrating I was thinking back to when we we would meet in Montelimar and we were speak about Proscuneo and Chevalier would just be roaming around. And remember Janie? <laughs> Janie the Tigra? He, she got over there to him and made him lay on his face, which just makes me laugh. And that's so he called her the tiger because she made that happen. So, um, but yeah, it's funny how people just are, are, it, it's, it's a, it's such a simple thing, but it's a point of really humility. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this. I mean, there are some that aren't physically able to get down. Right. And so it, it's, it's a posture of the heart, but the heart has to go there. <laughs> and so I think. It, you know, examine, we got to examine our hearts. Um, Remember that unusual woman who came to, we had a lot of unusual women that come to our seminars, but there was one, and she had a bone to pick with me because she saw people laying on the pews. And she said that really wasn't proscuneo because they weren't on the ground. And I thought, well, if you're laying on the ground, how do you see whether they're on the pews? But I didn't say that. 
And I said, well, you know, really, we're in an upper level. We've got a we've got a lower level below this. So arguably, we're really not on the ground either. And when I said that, she is kind of like it. Her eyes, if, if there was a cartoon, would have begun to spin around because she couldn't process that. Uh, but you're right. It's a matter of the heart. And it's a it's a matter of posture and position. And it, it's humility it's, and submission. Yeah, it's it's the it's the prophetic positioning that indicates what's going on within you and that can happen whether it's in the pew whether it's on the floor or whether you're just outside laying on the ground listen i i have a story from years back and i'm not going to say if it was in this sanctuary or if it was outside on the ground i'm not going to say where it was but i used to come i used to pray early early in the morning and <laughs> I remember laying on the floor one early, early dark morning and all of a sudden I felt something crawl on me and I screamed because it was one of those really big like water <coughs> bugs yeah. and it crawled like across my arm and, and, and then I like did this and it flew and it was probably three months before I laid on the ground. <laughs> So she would have judged me big time. Oh, I had my a, goodness. I had a serious spirit of fear that if it's dark wherever I am and I can't see and any, I mean, maybe you guys in Florida can relate to this because you guys have those really big. You have those armored <laughs> armored water bugs. But I honestly, it was like three months that I laid on the pew because I could not. I was petrified. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that's one of the problems we have here. It's not. I didn't say it was here. Well, it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't help it. It's it's. Because we are, this church own. is built on a spring. Yeah. And so that attracts these water it's, bugs. And it is nature. It's just. And so we have pest control people, who come, a couple of times, well, every couple months, and. You can tell after they've come because you see these dead critters and they're slain in the spirit. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> p picking them up and getting rid of them. But um, well, I said that to say that that woman has no, she has no right to judge. Oh, and I thought, okay, which is diff, which is worse, somebody submitting to the Lord, laying in a pew over here, or you coming up to the leader of the seminar during the seminar and complaining about what other people are doing when you're a guest here. So I, I, I didn't say that either. I really tried to take the high road, which I don't often do. Well, I usually try to do it. But, <sighs> well, we did get into chit-chat after all, didn't we? Yeah, I guess if we're talking about bugs. Water bugs and laying on the pews. And Oh, my goodness. It just, I mean, I would say, and I would say that sounds like I'm a fair weather prayer, but, I mean, I can't, we come in here when it's, like you said, colder than a well-digger's ankle. Oh, it was cold this morning and down there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, when it's hot, um, it doesn't matter. But the bugs, they can't draw the line. <laughs> 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 oh my 
Well, all right. Hey, thanks, everybody. It's great to be able to reach out to you, and um, thanks for continuing to pray for the deliberations that hopefully are going on positively in Brazil right now. And uh, we'll look forward to praying uh, at the throne um, on Saturday. We may bump into each other between now and then. Um, but God bless all of you. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Amen.